Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the uh, life hacks that they demand. I got tripped up halfway through that because I realized Jeff is going to include the part where I fucked up before. The... I wasn't planning on it, but now that you've said it, I might have to. God damn it. This <laughs> is on, the Jeff. secret. Bringing things to life with your words. Yeah. By telling me the thing that you don't want me to do. Hi, I'm Jeff. <laughs> oh, hello. I'm Louisa. I didn't see you there. Thanks for joining our wonderful uh, party. We're talking about Pokemon. Yeah, you put your book, you put your book down mind. and you take your glasses off. Yeah. You patiently close it, not wanting to reveal how pissed off you are that someone has uh, disturbed you in your study. You subtly tie your robe back shut so that people can't see your nude body. <laughs> well, That's a dream, ha- huh? Having you had a to fancy it... library and being nude in it. Oh, you have to let it dry in front of the fire. Have you watched Bridgerton yet, Louisa? I know I ask you this every time I talk to you <laughs> Not now. Not yet. I'm about to. I'm still on Ted Lasso, and I'm still let's, enjoying it. Let's roll there up that theme song. Has Louisa tried Bridgerton yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there is a part where, I'm not going to spoil anything, but two of the two characters get married, and they go retire to their vast estate that they now live on. And they just wander around the grounds, and they fuck everywhere. And it's like, <laughs> oh, man. Like... If you were the kind of person who owned, you know, 700 acres in the rolling hills and you, like, you could do whatever the fuck you want, you would run naked through the rain all the time just because you could, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> it's true. Yep. So anyway, how's everyone doing? I'm all right. <laughs> Very excited about Pokemon. I'm sure Jeff will include the part where we talked about it in some other part of the show, maybe the end. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> super excited. Jeff doesn't even know his own capricious mind <laughs> yeah i'll find out when i edit it that's a different guy who's going to be editing it jeff is very much the cheshire cat of this show mm-hmm. that's true i'm always smiling disappearing for a little while yep. showing up when it's least convenient louisa of course is the queen of hearts yes and off I- with everyone's head <laughs> yep and i am the clock that flies past alice as she falls down the rabbit hole oh i thought you were going to make yourself the white rabbit because of your uh anxiety, anxiety. <laughs> yes <laughs> I was I was going to say that, and then I was like, "Is that making myself too important to the story?" And so I flipped it and made myself the least important. She would have fell down that hole eventually, anyway. Um, I guess is the hole a metaphor for teenage drug use? Mm, only later interpretation. Is it a checkout hole? Do we see the hole a bunch before she falls down it? No. No. Well, that's that theory. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Oh man, check the phrase Chekhov's hole is not good. I know, that's why I said it. I'm like, this doesn't sound good. I'm going to say it. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's a, a trope of pornography films. Uh-huh. You can't show No, we're not even I can't even. You hang on You can't on... be naked on your fabulous estate without having sex. You hang that's a hole true. up on the wall and then in the third act somebody uses it. Okay. <laughs> It's just like, I guess. This is like a Bugs Bunny cartoon now. <laughs> oh, you just painted the hole in the wall. There's yeah. no hole there. <laughs> but then you still can climb through it? <laughs> Only if you're running at full speed and are a roadrunner. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Bugs Bunny will draw like a door and then walk through it and close it behind himself, and then it's not a door anymore. Mm. I feel like good. he would do that. Am I thinking of Harold in the Purple Crayon now? <laughs> this is like flat a real cat move for uh, old Bugs Bunny. Yeah, that he's he's the same character as the Cheshire Cat. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
What are we doing? What is this? I can't stop thinking about any character we talk about related back to Pokemon, so I'm trying not to say it out loud, but now I'm thinking about Bugs Bunny as a Pokemon starter and the Cheshire Cat. Yes, go on. You need to let go of this Pokemon thing. <laughs> for, we have so little information know, about know, the new games. But for the listener, the announcement that there would be a new Pokemon game this year was dropped about 15 minutes before we started recording. Yeah, but I think if you let your brain cycle too much on the tiny kernels of information we have, yes. you will just ruin it for yourself. That's true. Mm. So, uh, instead of that, Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, so I've been uh, very interested in a little game series called Pokemon. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, go no, on. I, I, I think I would just want to touch on some of the other updates from the uh, from the Pokemon Go presentation. So yeah, quite a bunch. Yeah, yes, they announced a new thing, but uh, they also announced some updates for Pokemon Go, which I. And playing again, uh, Alola Pokemon are joining, um, and Legends Arceus gets an update today. Um, yeah. That is uh, that adds like a new exciting. a new post game quest line, and like it looks like there's maybe uh, Alpha Pokemon outbreaks. Uh, That's pretty cool. I guess know. if you can get a a shiny Alpha, that would be really something. Yeah. So that looks like it's going to be fun. Alpha is the uh, elf style Pokemon? Yeah. Elf. Oh, man. It's, it's going to eat your meowth cat leaf starter. Del- Delcaddy or whatever it's called. <laughs> Guys, Meowth is right there. <sighs> Del- no. Del- you can't eat Meowth. He's a man. Funnier. Yeah. <laughs> meowth is He's just, a human man. <laughs> meowth is just a regular person. I can't stop being furious about the fact that that coin on Meowth's head is just a real coin. <laughs> That he takes it off sometimes in the cartoon. How? Why? Yeah. How? Yeah. Because he's a lucky cat, right? That's his. Uh, yeah, he's a lucky thing. cat. Yes, but come on. Yeah, I wish there was a meowth for every region, like a regional variant, and I hope there's one for the next one because is he the only one that's had a regional variant every time that they've introduced those? Uh, no. I oh. Ponyta also has. No, not Pony. No, Ponyta doesn't. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. I always I constantly mix up Ponyta and Vulpix because Rapidash and Ninetales are the same thing in my brain. <laughs> hmm. uh, fair. I understand it. Yeah. What was the Alolan Meowth? Was that the... <laughs> was the dickhead one? <laughs> he was the purple one who's real noodly and he's always like swaying around like he's at Burning Man maybe. <laughs> he's shrugging and has his uh, legs crossed as if he's got his like shoulder up against a wall and he's going to start smoking cigarettes soon. Okay, I, now I have to look this up, because I can't tell what of this you guys are making. No, all of that description was... I'm looking at a picture of it, describing what I'm seeing. He's so noodly. That's the main thing about him. Well, regular Meowth is also pretty noodly. Now he's got a little fat body, like a potato. Mm. Yeah, and he just looks like a Meowth in low light. He doesn't even look different from regular Meowth. Yeah, but... He's blue, rude Meowth. Yeah. I hope we get a new variation, though, also. Yeah. I want. How come the coin on Perserker's head is black? Mm, that's Viking money. Was black? Was like ashes of your of the dead? Yeah, it might be iron. Oh uh, yeah, probably for them. I don't remember. Yeah, I could get on board with that. Oh no, I looked up Alolan Meowth pictures, and there's some. Oh no, there's some oh, no. people who are sexually attracted to this Pokemon. <laughs> oh no, he sucks you. though. 
He sucks, yeah, but I he like does. it. <laughs> <laughs> Gross! <laughs> That's what people like about it. Uh, awful. I really like Galarian Meowth with his big beard. Yeah, Galarian Meowth rules. Yeah. This Meowth is not a different variant. I'm sure this is just a regular Meowth that dyed his hair purple. <laughs> it's also a dark type, which is weird. Because um, Meowth is already kind of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. But now he's a goth dick. That's the difference with yeah. that. <laughs> well, the, they, it, they, <clears throat> they had to introduce Meowths to Alola to counteract the Rattatas that they introduced to fight the Weasels. Is that right? Sure. Uh, which is why the Rattata and Meowth became dark types, because they had to become hardened warriors. <laughs> yeah, I, I accept it. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, they had to fight that weird Alolan muck that's all different rainbow colors. Oh, yeah. That Alolan muck is the best regional variant, I think. I like watching uh, the 3D like animation of it, because it like the colors cycle. It like melts and, yeah. and swirls. It's love got a that. real hypno-toad look to it. Yeah, love it. <laughs> it's, it's to the point where when I saw a non-Alolan muck in Sword and Shield, I was like, oh no, is, like, is this a bad regional variant? And then I remembered, no, this is the normal kind. <laughs> uh, I really like Alolan Executor. Yes, me too! The He's so big tall! Yeah. See the one with the stovepipe hat? Oh no, that's, um... Weezing. Galarian Weezing. Oh my god, so He's good! He's the best. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a political cartoon about Industrial yes. Revolution. <laughs> yes, he is! That's the best thing! Oh, love it. Love him. I love that there's a uh, contraption attached to the <sighs> Pokemon Center in Pokemon Legends Arceus Arceus where uh, it looks like a Galarian Weezing and no one ever comments on it and I don't think Weezing's in the game. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Weezing is not in the game. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, I like the regional variants of the starter evolutions in Arceus. Um, anyway, that, that's all I had to say about Pokemon. Louisa, what'd you do this week? Uh, this week, uh, Matt and I and uh, Matt's wife, Jen, my sister-in-law, Jen, went to uh, see an event for Black History Month, which was very nice. Uh, we went to a theater that had a screening of an episode of the Netflix show High on the Hog, and this episode was about Philadelphia, so a local thing. Is and... it about people smoking pig to get high? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> so, it sounds like all... something uh, Belzer would say on uh, Special Victims Unit. <laughs> These kids are smoking pig to get high. <laughs> I was yeah, they say, call it come... getting high on the hog, says, <laughs> says Finn. <laughs> Come barbecue season, we all smoke pig to get high, if you know what I mean. Yes! I love it. Um, <laughs> no, this was about um, African-American food traditions in the United States, and where they came from, and how they've evolved, and uh, trying to bring back some things that have been lost. So Yeah, it was, interestingly, it focused a lot on the things that we now... Uh, considered to be American foods mm -hmm. or like a tribute to the founding fathers or whatever that were almost certainly invented by their slaves who were the ones who were actually good at cooking and geniuses. Mm -hmm. It focused a lot on uh, Hercules who worked for Thomas Jefferson. Well, I shouldn't yeah. say worked for, was enslaved by Thomas Jefferson. Hercules uh, Caesar, I think was his... Yes, that's right. Boy. And uh, James Hemings who was enslaved by... Nope, sorry, I have that wrong. Hercules, Washington. 
Hemmings Jefferson. Yeah, yes. Hercules Posey is the full name. It looks like. Oh, in the in the show they referred to him as Hercules Caesar. I don't know why. Hmm. They did, yeah. Oh, he changed his name when he escaped and moved to New York City. We did hear about that. Oh, cool. Yes. Um, but it, they had things like they were at Monticello and they made macaroni and cheese, which is something that was also had back in the 1700s there. Yeah, and the method of making it was probably invented by uh, James Hemming after he came back from France learning to do French cooking. Yeah, and it's a very weird looking macaroni and cheese. You layer everything in a casserole dish and then bake it until it melts together. Yeah, it makes me feel like they were. he was like, I'm going to make lasagna, but I don't have any of the things you make lasagna with, so I'm going to make it with all this American garbage. <laughs> it does look good, though. Ugh. It does, yeah. Um, so that was very um, enlightening to learn some of those things, and then because of that, I made pepper pot soup yesterday, and pepper pot soup is a dish that is, they think... It would make sense. Um, related to African stews that came through the Caribbean with enslaved peoples and then up the coast of the United States up to Philadelphia. So it's a Philadelphia, like, specialty pepper pot soup. Although a lot of soups are called pepper pot soup. The thing yeah, about Philadelphia's is it has tripe in it, which I did not put in mine because I do not like tripe. It became a Philadelphia regional, uh, staple because Philadelphia was the first city to allow a non-enslaved black population. Um, and so black, black people could finally sort of make their own food traditions for the first time. Uh, and Philadelphia was where that really first kicked off. Yeah, and it was sold on the street, apparently. It was a street food. So a lot of people making a lot of different kinds of pepper pot soup would sell it on the street. Is that where we got, is that how we got Scrapple? No. No. <laughs> That's Germans. <clears throat> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Germans will sausage anything. <laughs> all the all the Pennsylvania stuff is either like, oh no, uh we the Germans came over here and don't didn't know how to do anything, or uh freedmen who had their uh you know, whole lives ahead of them to make whatever kind of weird, messed up cheesesteaks they wanted. <laughs> I do love a good cheesesteak. Uh, so this is what's interesting. It's a beef stew like any of us would recognize, but it has sweet potato. It's supposed to have cassava in it. I didn't have any cassava. I don't know where to get it, so I just used a regular potato for that. But um, uh, kale or collard greens also, and then uh, the base is like different types of sweet and spicy peppers, which was very good. Tomato in the base that you used or no? No. Although if you taste it, you'll be like, this has the richness of like uh, minestrone or something with tomato, but it's the peppers. It's not the uh, tomatoes. Yeah. Did you roast your peppers before you put them in there? No, I thought about it. Yeah. And I don't think I needed to because one of the ingredients was smoked paprika and that gave Mm. a little bit of a smoky taste and the peppers just sort of became the flavor base of it. So, Hmm. yeah. I really enjoyed it. I have plenty of leftovers. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> so, really yeah, making soup. stew is like a gift to yourself in the future because <laughs> stew is one of the few leftovers that I'm excited to eat because it gets better every time. Yeah, it really does. <clears throat> uh, anyway, I enjoyed all of that. I enjoyed learning. I enjoyed trying things out for myself, and it's it's good to always try new things, huh? Yeah. Yeah, watching that movie made me very uh, sad that I don't have more experience cooking, uh, like, African 
style cuisine because I love a lot of the stuff that I've had. Like Ethiopian food is very good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love a sweet potato in anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's just not a lot of resources, I don't feel like. I feel like there hasn't been a lot of traditional respect for African cooking and that's starting to change. But I, I would like to have more uh information about it yeah it's hard to find a way in when you don't know about foods from a culture because you can like you know google the cookbooks for it but then you don't know if they're actually made by anyone who knows what they're talking about yes so that's very difficult also i can't stand lentils and i know that's also a lot of african (laughs) cuisine yeah you might have to get over that you might like lentils that aren't Made real chalky and terrible like we had growing up, though. Yes. I like I like lentils. I like having them in a curry. The problem That's is true. that lentils, I think there is a level at which lentils are good, but the window is narrow because they're either chalky and underdone or pasty and overdone mm, so easily. Delicious. <laughs> uh, anyway, Matt, what did you do this week? So I have been playing the new video game of the first quarter of uh, 2022 that everyone is excited and talking about. Uh, I'm speaking, of course, about Elden Ring. Woo! Mm, I expected you to drop a joke in there about if you're playing some other less popular game. (laughs) I do. I always do this where I start talking it up and then I'm like, it would be funny if I said something other than the thing I'm actually going to talk about. And then I'm like, it's even funnier if I don't make the joke. And I don't know. It just kind of loses itself, I think, in the double thinking there. Anyway, uh, no, Elden Ring is the the new hot game. And I've been playing it since it came out on Thursday. And it's very good, you guys. Tell me more about it. It's a Dark Souls-associated game, I think I've heard. Yes. It, well, it's not associated with Dark Souls in okay. any way, except that it's made by the studio that made Dark oh, Souls. Okay. And so it is extremely similar to Dark Souls in gameplay. Yeah. Is this is this like a sword sorcery kind of game, or is this a modern yes. game? Okay. So a lot of the hubbub around it has been that this game was written by, quote-unquote, George R.R. R. Martin. Huh. Um, and that's not a hundred percent true because the plot of the game was not written by him, but the lore of the world was written by him. Hmm. And so as a result, I've played a little bit of the Dark Souls franchise and I played a little bit of Bloodborne as well. And all those games are fine, um, but they are very convoluted and incomprehensible because you're like, wait, why am I a hollowed and like... Who is this guy and how does he relate to me and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. I appreciate that this game is like clearly the the world was created by somebody who understands a, a cohesive plot. Mm-hmm. Um because the the whole game starts with a an opening narration about uh the 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 goddess queen of this world, the creator goddess uh, created the Elden Ring, which was like a house for her, or like a conduit for her power into the world. And then she disappeared, and her children, who were demigods, fought over the ring to to maintain their connection to her power. Uh, and then once that was done, there were little scraps left that the lords fought a big war over. Uh, and you play a soldier that died in that war, who was resurrected to try to basically take back the power from everyone who stole it from the Elden Ring to reassemble the Elden Ring and bring the the creator goddess back. Yeah. 
Interesting. So, are there a lot of other resurrected people, or are you special in that way? There are so many. So the idea <laughs> is, after the the lords got their scraps of power, they all became cursed monsters because mm. of their various, like, hubris. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now I'm trying to beat a guy named Gideon the Grafted, who uses the power of the Elden Ring to cut the arms and legs off of other people and sew them onto his body. Gross. So he's like a weird Spider-Man. He's very horrible. <laughs> oh, Matt, you've vastly misinterpreted what the Spider-Man films are about. Yeah, I know. I, I <laughs> promised I would get you pictures of this guy, Jeff, and I just, <sighs> I just need a couple more days. You're all fired. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, but I, there's a, the first boss you fight is a guy who was like, I'm not going to get involved in the war. I'm just going to protect my castle. And so he's like a tree person because he like, <laughs> refused to to leave his home okay i guess he cursed to become a tree so it, it's very like i mean the the connections to um uh the song of fire and ice are, are obvious in that i think george R. R. martin is very interested in the idea of people's uh personal vices shaping their destiny mm-hmm. <clears throat> um and so th- i i find that very interesting uh, I'm very curious where the plot is going to go in a way that I have literally never been with another Dark Souls game, <laughs> which don't really have plots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's cool. It does have a lot of the Dark Souls bullshit that I'm kind of fucking over. Yeah. And Is that really hard bosses? That's the only thing I know about I mean, Dark Souls. Yes, the bosses are unbelievably difficult. Mm. Um, there's also a part near the beginning where you need to talk to a witch and she gives you the ability to summon spectral wolves to help you in battle, Mm -hmm. uh, which is extremely important because battles are so hard and those wolves are very, very helpful. But she is hiding behind a broken wall in a church that otherwise doesn't have anything interesting in it. (laughs) So you go into the church and don't see anything and just leave. And then I got so far in this game and people were (laughs) like, hey, do you need some... Uh, items to upgrade your ashes and I'm like, I don't have any ashes I don't know what this is about <laughs> and I got so far and I was like what's going on? And then I, I had to backtrack all the way to the beginning to find this person that was supposed to be literally the first NPC you talked to I was so fucking angry Oh man, I this, this is very minor but I had a similar thing with Pokemon Legends Ar- Arceus where mm-hmm. it doesn't tell you anywhere that you can smash rocks with some of your Pokemon Oh yeah, and there are rocks that are blocking the way and I'm like I'm gonna make a note of that because as you get new mounts that are able to do different things when you ride them I'm like I'm sure one will smash rocks but no yeah. you could do it the whole time the game just didn't tell me <laughs> yes uh, similarly and this is the, I literally almost quit playing the game forever the, on Saturday morning when this <laughs> happened uh-huh. um, so just like in all of the Dark Souls games you collect a resource that is what allows you to level up and and if you die, you drop all of that, and you have to get back to where you died to recover it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I got to a place called the Round Table, which is where all of the like resurrected heroes have sanctuary, and they can share their their uh, resources and whatnot. So it's like the safe haven or whatever. Mm-hmm. And literally, when you arrive, the first person you talk to is like. Welcome, Tarnished. That's what they call each other, the Tarnished. Welcome, Tarnished. Uh, Finally, this is a place without battle, and you can feel free to let your guard down. 
I was like, fuck yeah. So I, I opened up all of the chests that I'd been holding on to get all of the resource for leveling up so that I would be able to buy all the cool shit in this place. Mm-hmm. And I got so many resources. And then there was a little balcony and I was like, huh, I wonder what's down there. So I jumped over the edge and there's a battle there. And it's <laughs> oh, the fucking hardest boss in the game. I was like, what the fuck, man? So I lost everything. I fought this guy 30 times before I was like, fuck it. I lo- that's just gone. <laughs> that that resource is just gone forever. Oh, man, that sucks. Yes. And the way, like, that room is supposed to be teaching you about um, PvP fighting in the game, which I turned off instantly because, of course, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... So you jump over this balcony, and then it's like, another player is entering your game. And I'm like, what? I didn't... What? I said not to do that. So then it it acts like this this boss fight is another player from another game oh. coming in to fight you. So for so long, I was like, why is this fucking asshole keep fighting me? Leave me alone. <laughs> Before I realized that it was, in fact, the game just pretending it was... It's just so annoying. Like... You don't need to lie to me. You don't need to mislead me, Dark Souls. It's fine. I I should be able to trust the tutorial. Nope. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, any game that doesn't make it clear which areas are okay to do whatever and which ones are going to have battles, that's very frustrating. Yes, it is. <sighs> I, as you described the story, I was like, yeah. That sounds like Dark Souls. Uh, every one of these goddamn games you play as just anonymous murdered guy. Yes. But at least in this one, like in all of the previous ones, it was like, your soul is here and it is here to fight against all of the lords of hell or whatever to capture souls. Why? No one knows. <laughs> like, there's no explanation in those games at all for why the plot is happening. At least in this one, it's like, the person who resurrected you is this person, and they did it for this reason, and this is why you're here. That is enough for me. That's what I need. Mm. I can't just be like, yeah, I guess I'm just some asshole who's, like, wandering around hell killing everyone else. Why? Why do I need to do that? Mm, I feel like I would do that if I was in hell. <laughs> I feel yeah, like I got nothing probably. else going on. <laughs> I would be that meme of uh, Doom Guy saying, where is Ronald Reagan? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, but you get a very cute goat horse named Torrent that you can ride around, which is great. Nice. Mm, I hope nothing bad happens to that goddamn horse. Oh, I hope so, too. Well, he's, like, kind of a god or, like, a spirit, and he is able to, like, dis-incarnate uh, at any point, so he's probably fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure this video game would never have you kill a god. <laughs> well, <laughs> why would you kill your goat horse? He's great. He's so cute. Yeah, why indeed. Um, anyway, the director said he was inspired by Shadow of the Colossus, uh, among other games. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, it's fun, though, getting to explore this world, and unlike Dark Souls, where often I felt very trapped in areas where I'd be like, well, there's nothing I can do except continually throw my body against this army of skeletons until I win. Mm-hmm. Um in this game, there's so much to explore, so if something gets hard, you can just be like, fuck this, and then go find, like, uh, you know, a little fishing village where there's a ghost bothering people and fight that ghost instead. And that's really, like, that's so much less pressure on the gameplay. That's good. <clears throat> so, 
I really am enjoying it. A lot of people have compared it to the most recent Zelda game, calling it Death of the Wild, which I think is very <laughs> funny. Um, and I think that that's, that's accurate. It feels like if Breath of the Wild was made by an extremely depressed person. Hmm, that's uh, interesting, considering what I know of Breath of the Wild, which is that it's quite uh, melancholy. Yes, but it still has, like, a... Happiness. A tone and, like, cartoony aesthetics. Mm-hmm. So instead, if you imagine all of the monsters are just human corpses, and everyth- everyone around you is like, well, we're all probably going to die any minute. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, how is the, like, moment-to-moment control of this game? Because the reason I never could get into Dark Souls is that they control, like, mud. Like, mm-hmm. it, they're consistent. Intentionally. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's very, like, precisely tuned mud. It's not, like, unpredictable. But, like, when you push a button, you gotta wait a little while for the animation to finish. Uh, versus something like Hollow Knight, which is also very difficult and Dark Souls inspired, but like you hit that sword button and that bug has already put the sword away by the time you let go of the button. (laughs) Yes. Uh, there's definitely some of that muddiness that is frustrating. Um, I mean, the idea, I guess, is that the enemies' attacks also have very long animations, so it balances out. Mm. Um, but but it does, I mean, the reason the boss fights are so hard is because if you start an attack and then the boss attacks, you may not have time to finish your attack and move out of the way before the boss hits you. Ah. Um, and that is, there is a learning curve there, it's very challenging. I chose a spell casting class at the beginning of the game, which, like, I know is very hard, but that's how I like to play games. Uh, and it does mean that for most of the non-boss fights, I am able to blast their face off with magic crystals before they can get close enough to me to attack me. Nice. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, but it's funny how used to auto-regenerating health and magic you get with other games, and that does not happen in this game. So every time you fight, you're like, is it worth me even bothering to kill this, like, foot soldier zombie? Because it's going to take me three spell casts, and that's three casts that I could use on that big knight guy or whatever. Um, so, so there's a lot more resource management than in other open-world games, which I think is actually an interesting way to play. Hmm. Jeff loves resource management. Yeah, that's true. One of my <laughs> yeah. favorite. One, of the I'm the only person who seems to uh, enjoy that aspect of Pokemon Legends Arceus <laughs> and of Breath yeah. of the Wild. Of like, you have limited space to store things, uh, and you yeah, use up want, those resources. I want unlimited inventory in every game. I never want to think about the stuff I pick up. I like uh, what I. What I wish the compromise would be for Legends Arceus is you have limited things you can bring with you, but when you find stuff in the field, it just teleports to your treasure chest. You can't use yeah, it you can't use it right away, but if it's extra, there's like a one way <laughs> portal to storing it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of stuff that you're realistically probably not gonna use till you get back to the village anyway, so I don't know why they get, bother to make you carry it around. Do you have a uh, limited inventory in Elden Ring? Uh you have a limited amount of stuff that you can wear on your body, but you I, at, at least up until now I haven't hit a cap on things like crafting resources. Mm. 
Yeah, I like when crafting resources, you can just have, like, 7,000 of each of them and make as many things yeah, as you want. Because the thing of it is, every game that has crafting in it, you can craft some shitty stuff at the beginning. But all the great stuff, you don't get recipes for till the end. And sometimes it's like, oh yeah, you need 6,000 of that thing from the beginning of the game. And you're like, well, fuck, I dropped it every time because I didn't have the res- the in- inventory space for it. Yeah. You know? So... Um, yeah, anyway, uh, if you guys are interested in an open world game that is literally the most goth thing you've ever seen in your <laughs> life, uh, I, I recommend it. It's fun, and, um, I don't know. I, I guess we'll see if I can beat this spider person, mm. uh, to see if I can continue the plot. I'm very tempted, but I have extremely bounced off of games by this director from this studio in the past, so I don't know. I have as well. I've never gotten more than an hour into a Dark Souls game before now, um, but this one, I think it's just the plot is is interesting enough to me that I want to know, I want to meet all of these terrible lords mm. to know right. in what ways they are cursed, <laughs> and also... Re- recover their pieces of the elden ring and find out <laughs> i met one of the demigods as well and she was like hi can i hug you and i was like what and she's like i'm not a pervert i just want to hug you <laughs> was she a pervert did she turn out to be a pervert <clears throat> her name is uh fia the goddess of comforting the dying ah. so <laughs> when they were lords of cinder who were had pieces of the first flame you were like no thank you but these new guys who are uh, <laughs> gods with the Elden Ring, you're like, yes, please. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you know, whatever. I, I don't like them, but I want to know <laughs> what they're about. Uh, I kind of get on video games about that. Like, uh, I mean, going back to whatever, Legend of Zelda, like, uh, beat all these bosses to get all these crystals to free the seven maidens, etc. Uh People love that, though. Yeah, like, I'm fine not, with it. It's not hacky to have, like, oh, go to these seven locations and beat these seven bosses. Because, like, a lot of mythology also has that. People yeah. really like that trope. I'm Yeah, I'm running a D&D campaign right now that Jeff, amongst others of our friends, are playing in. Uh, where I explicitly, from the beginning, was like, this is inspired by that trope in video games. And I think people are liking it. I mean, it's fun cool. to be like... I'm checking off the list. I'm doing the fire dungeon next, and then the ice dungeon. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, um... Yeah, I mean, I, I like that stuff, too. That's part of why I'm frustrated by Dark Souls, because it's full of stuff like Gwyn, Lord of Cinder, is a guy's name in it. And God, I love that you have to go to fight guys with big, long names and titles and collect a bunch of little pieces of fire. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but, you know, it's not fun to play, so... it's fun to play it's more fun to play than any dark souls game i've ever played before i'll say that the boss fights suck and are not fun to play but that's not most of the game okay maybe i maybe i will be tempted enough to get pulled in the way i could not be for bloodborne or demon souls or dark souls did not try sekiro I did not try that one either, and I bounced off all of the other ones that you listed. Um, I don't know. I mean, if it doesn't sound like something you're excited about, I would wait until a price drop at least. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it, and like it's been a while since there's been a good open world game to really sink into. So mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it just for that, if nothing else. I'm pretty good. Yep. I just met a I just met fought and beat a guy called the Spectral Fisherman, who's like Charon kind of, but. <laughs> 
floating around on a boat and he's all glowy and creepy and terrible i beat him on my first try and i was like fuck yes unlike other dark souls games you actually do get better at fighting as you play so like you can absolutely wreck a boss on your first meeting of them if they were somebody you were supposed to fight at the beginning of the game that's pretty good yeah that's that's the biggest uh letdown of dark souls is as you play the fights get so samey all the time and like the weapons you get don't make you very much better at fighting and you're just like why am i just gonna be doing this for the next 60 hours or whatever but this game is not like that cool anyway so what do we do on this show you ask well i didn't i didn't ask okay jeff no oh oh yeah sorry sorry yes Uh uh-huh tell (laughs) tell me please (laughs) Uh, so we go to the WikiHow suggested articles page, and we put a random word into the topic suggestion box so we can see what people have been asking for related to uh, that word, and we can provide them those life hacks that they've demanded. See how I'm tying it back into the intro? Mm-hmm. Um, so today our random word is deter. I love, right off the bat, there's only one question about deter. The rest have incorporated that word into the word determine. So yeah. it's about yes. determining. And this. specifically, the thing that they're trying to deter is fantastic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The very first thing on the list, how to deter crows. Yeah. It's funny because <laughs> if you used a synonym for the word deter... Yeah, there's like a... It would answer your question. It's like an object that we've made specifically to deter this class of bird. Yes. <laughs> if only there were a way for me to frighten crows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some it's kind impossible. Of crow frighten. Yeah. If, if, no. if Corvids could be frightened away somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scare I... Corvid. Is that anything? Yeah. <laughs> I like that it's deter crows because immediately that makes me very contrarian and I want to be like, no, I want to encourage crows. <laughs> crows yeah. are great. <laughs> crows are great. How do I, profligri- how do I profligate crows? <laughs> <laughs> I do like the implication that they're like, I don't want to scare, I don't want to emotionally traumatize these crows. I just want to to like make a persuasive argument that they shouldn't eat my corn. Yeah, I want to encourage <laughs> them to go away. Mm-hmm. I shared part That's of my the... sandwich once in the park, and now they keep coming back because they remember. How do I tell them that we're not that close of friends? That's the real answer. Jeff st- said it, which is to make your neighbor's field or sandwich more attractive <laughs> to crows. That's true. <sighs> what do crows like? Peanuts. Mm-hmm. Shiny, shiny souls of the dead. Shiny crumbs of bread. Mm-hmm. Brandon Lee. <laughs> well, he was a crow. I don't know. I'm pretty sure the crows helped him out in that movie, though. Yeah, the crow he he falls off a building and dies, and the crows lick him back to life with crow magic. <laughs> yeah. And then he eats peanuts out of a dish without using his hands. <laughs> <laughs> he gets he has there's a little pebble stuck in a bottle and he fashions a hook to get it out. <laughs> oh, he's so clever. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only superhero that knows how to use tools. <laughs> Uh, he realizes that you can just fill the container with water, and then it's easier to get the the food out of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work for pebbles, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the pebbles aren't food. I Wait, know. Are I... we talking about fruity pebbles? It's a different. Because it would work for yeah. Those. It would work for fruity pebbles, Louisa. Did you think of that? Okay. Well, I didn't. You're right. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, the rest of these are all how to determine things. And yeah. some of them are, like, genuinely confusing. Like, how to determine age. Yeah, of what? Think about the number of years you've been alive, and that's the answer, right? I feel like this is something people, terrible people, get really hung up on. Like, I think this woman's lying to me about her age. The thing is, how do you determine age? You cannot. You cannot. Yeah. There's no magic solution to find out if a person's lying to you about their age or not. The- you remember that thing that everyone said about John Mayer asking women the first movie they saw in theaters? Yes. Um... Do you think he ever actually did that and caught a sill? Is there any way that could work? I think that would work. I think that that would work if you were that type of person. I don't think that John Mayer is nearly uh, uh, discriminating enough in his <laughs> in his all-encompassing sluttiness to uh, ever try to weed out any women. I thought it was specifically uh, underage women he was yeah, trying to Yeah, that was what, what he was doing. He was trying to get people under 18 so he couldn't get arrested. I see. Um, however, here's the problem, is that if I was like, hey, you, what's the first movie you saw in theaters? And then you responded and said it was like, I don't know, uh, Toy Story. I'd be like, well, fuck, when did Toy Story come out? <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, hold on, I gotta Google some stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, that doesn't help me fucking at all. Uh, oh, see, we would have to team up. It would help me, because I know when movies came out. <laughs> okay, you I know what... I have to call so- my friend, hold on. <laughs> all right, Jeff, if, a, if you were trying to determine if a woman was over 18 for non-sexual reasons... And like, I need her to them, co-sign a lease. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and, uh, and... You asked her what the first movie she saw in theaters, and she, if she responded Ice Age, would that, what would you say, to, like, would that let you know that she was okay to co-sign or not? Uh, yeah, that would probably be someone in, like, their mid to late 20s. Okay. I think what Ice about, Age came out in 2002? What about Madagascar? That, I feel like, is 2005-ish. And that's still over 18. Yeah, I would say that you would probably have to be born in the late 90s to have seen that in theaters. I don't know when any movies came out, so I'm bad on both of these accounts. Yeah, Ice Age was 2002. Let me check Madagascar. Madagascar was 2005. Nice. Wow, great job. You're like a movie savant. Yeah, yeah, I'm Rain Man for the cinema. I can count how I'm many ju- movies you've dropped on the I'm ground. I'm just saying, I think the average non-Jeff person, mm-hmm. if you were talking to someone and you were like, what's the first movie you saw in theaters? And they said Happy Feet. You'd be like, oh, fuck. Uh, Directed mm-hmm. by George Miller with motion capture tap dancing by Savion Glover, released in 2004. Okay. But the other piece of it is... 2004 sounds like it's very recent. Uh, but 2006, still... damn it! <laughs> 2006 sounds very recent, but it's still long enough ago that they probably are over 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wild how long ago 2000 was. But if they're like, Joker was the first movie I saw in theaters, I don't know what to think, because that's rated R and came out like three yeah. years ago. You have yeah. terrible parents, and you might not have any boundaries, and you might stab me while I'm or, asleep. Or you just never went to a movie theater till you were 30. <laughs> yeah. True. It's... I. If their answer is, like, anything post-2012, I'm like, okay, this person is a Zoomer who just doesn't go to the movies, but, like, maybe they could co-sign a, a mortgage with me. Yeah, see, this is what I'm saying. I 
I don't think that question gives you as um, as not much information as you need to be confident to sleep with someone. Yeah, but I think the thing is, if you ask that of someone, the way they answer, specifically if they stall and get confused, that can tell you that they're lying. Mm. I don't know, man. If I met John Mayer and I was like, hey, John Mayer, what's up? And he's like, what's the first movie you saw in theaters? I'd be like, what? Why? I don't know. Uh, the Little Mermaid? <laughs> then he'd be like, follow me. <laughs> Yeah. But also, that's not thing. true. <laughs> yeah. Here's the other thing, though. I'm pretty sure the actual first movie I saw in theaters was Fantasia. So, mm-hmm. am I a hundred? <laughs> <laughs> the movie I can remember having seen in theaters for sure uh, during its initial run was Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. I was four or five, and I went with my mom. I don't know. I don't think that was my first time in the theater, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I mine might have been Follow s- That Bird. That's probably not true. I remember going to see The Addams Family in theaters and being so scared before the movie started that it was going to be a scary movie because it has all of the it has all of the indications that it's going to yeah. be a scary movie, you guys. A couple it's that true. loves each other, a bunch of spooky monsters, <laughs> horniness. <laughs> yes. These I was very threatened concepts. by horniness in my youth. We all. We all. Yep. Wasn't it always terrible if you were watching a movie that was like all ages movie and then it had some moment where it's like, and now we're going to get horny. And you're like, oh no, when you're a little kid, you're like, no, what's happening? I don't like this at all. I remember being very upset that um, the parents on Malcolm in the Middle always wanted to be off having sex with each other. (laughs) I was just like, this isn't okay. This isn't okay for me, a kid, to be watching how much these adults want to fuck each other. (laughs) oh man (sighs) I like some of the other ones here how to determine AGI because I don't know what that means but it's close to age uh, adjusted gross income Mm. how to determine APR it's not capitalized though well that's just this person spelled it bad how to determine AVI codec Mm -hmm. dumb you know what that is well I don't know what determining it means (laughs) yes I guess it means which codec you need to run an AVI. Just friggin' throw it in VLC player, it's fine. Oh no, you gave good advice. Uh-oh. Whatever- We have to shut the show down. Whatever audio- whatever audio or video media you have, if it's a computer file, just chuck it at VLC player, and if it doesn't play it, you weren't meant to consume that media. If it doesn't play it, it's actually a virus that you downloaded accidentally. I mean, even a virus might play- <laughs> it might show one of those like 90s CGI screens like uh 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 can't let you do that type of thing. <laughs> it's it pops up a bunch of sc- skulls laughing at <laughs> Computer <laughs> equals uh very no. Yep. <laughs> oh no, it's very no. <laughs> what is it? computer Come equals please. dead, virus equals very yes? Is that the strong bad email virus? Oh, oh that sounds right. Um a couple of these seem like Someone in a very important job is asking WikiHow to do something at a very crucial moment that is upsetting. My specific examples are how to determine brain death. Unless you're the surgeon, you might not need to do that. So if you are the surgeon, why are you looking on WikiHow? (laughs) I need my phone right now. Yeah. And the other one is how to determine child support payments. Well, the judge is going to do that. So are you the judge asking on WikiHow how to do it? Mm. Maybe you forgot how much you need to pay. Computer over virus equals very yes. That was it. Uh, determining brain death, I guess. 
other people might be curious on how you would do that, but that child support payments one, I do yeah. not get it. Uh, I like this determining com port because I initially read it as determining yes, corn port, me too. Yes, and that's yes, so yes. much more exciting. <laughs> it is the corn also, port my is your corn mouth. Corn port is my mouth. Yeah. Mm, delicious corn. I'm trying to encourage some local crows. How do I determine where the corn port is to get them to come over? Yeah, uh, you do. You... I mean, if there if there was a port where corn came into the country, crows would hang out there all the time. Oh my god, they would. I want to they'd be dressed as sailors and they'd be flipping a coin and be like, "Hey, you want to bet on this uh, three card monte?" They'd be helping an elephant learn to fly. Oh no. Um, I. Don't have any more jokes about corn port. Uh, how to determine body well, thank frame? Thank you for announcing that. What does that mean? Determine body frame. Um, I think you're your, trying to ask about your like skeleton or something, right? It's the skeleton is the body frame, right? But I think this is a dumb person who's trying to understand like BMI. Oh, I see. I feel like it's more like you know how people say, oh, like he has a slight frame or like a sturdy frame. Uh huh. Like. How do you figure out what your frame is? Oh, maybe <laughs> is it's... there a personality test online to figure out which Sex in the City character's frame your body is most like? <laughs> maybe it's like a uh, how to determine based on your bone structure whether you're a Chad or a Beta type <laughs> oh, of deal. Yeah. People, yeah, are that's kind of what I mean. But I, I, I am not a scientist by any stretch what? of the imagination or a biologist of any kind. <laughs> but I feel like the skeleton. I feel like the skeleton as well. (laughs) The skeleton doesn't vary that much from body to body, right? Mm. That's true, but people are very stupid and they think that it does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess. (laughs) Like, there's nothing you can say about bodies that wouldn't be part of someone's weird misconceptions. If you had a skeletor as your skeleton, you are destined to be a beefy boy. Yeah, that's the the Chad skeleton for sure. Skeletor is a Giga Chad. <laughs> Has anyone ever floated the idea that Skeletor is He Man after he dies, coming back in time to stop him from making the mistakes he made before? No, because he usually the same body. <laughs> he's usually usually just like I'm evil. I know, he but seem to have a goal. Yeah, yeah, but that would be what He Man would do if he was trying to obfuscate his plans to change his destiny. <laughs> He is always trying to kill He-Man, though, which seems mm-hmm. counterintuitive. Yeah. But he never actually follows through with that's it. True. He says that's what he's trying to do, but he's had opportunities to, and he's fake. And he does have a boss he has to answer to, so maybe he's faking it and keeping He-Man alive against mm-hmm. his boss's wishes. Matt, they all have the same body because they made one body mold and several different heads for the toys. <laughs> Yeah, but the other ones all have faces where you can be like, I see that face, and I know that's not He-Man. But I don't know what He-Man's skull looks like. Mm. What if it looks like Skeletor? What about many faces? He's got many faces. You can never tell who he is. Mm -hmm. That's true. Stupid. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe is a stupid, bad franchise. (laughs) It's as stupid and bad as every other kid's franchise, though. You gotta give it that. For me, it feels like one degree lazier and therefore worse. I don't agree with that. I mean, the animation is more, <laughs> as unbelievable as it is to say anything good about He-Man animation, it's slightly more uh, involved than, like, Scooby-Doo animation. Sure, but the character designs in Scooby-Doo at least look different from one another. <laughs> at least the villains in He-Man had different powers and things, not yeah. like Power Rangers, where literally 
every week was exactly the same thing happening. Yeah, a guy in a suit again. who gets big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I um, I won't stand up for Power Rangers, but I'm thinking compared to like Transformers, which is an incredibly yeah. cool to- toy idea, and yes. like just by being a cooler toy idea is a better cartoon. I agree with that a hundred percent. Or Ninja Turtles, also that's a much more fun toy than just <laughs> it's a guy. This one has a leaf jacket. But here's the thing, I feel like we're comparing He-Man, which was a mediocre cartoon, to all of the best cartoons because, as determined by the ones that, like, we remember and are still kind of in pop culture. But there were so many shitty children's cartoons at that time that were worse than He-Man. The Gummy Bears. Forgotten about. Gummy Bears, Rainbow Sh- Bright. Yeah. Is that her name? No, Rainbow I like Bright. Rainbow Bright. So Snorks. Snorks was bad. Snorks was a wacky Smurfs thing. I don't. I don't count the Hannah. I. I think that the ones that are made like in the eighties to sell action figures are a different category than the bad Hanna Barbera Scooby Doo ripoffs. The thing is, though, the thing about He Man and Rainbow Bright and a lot of these other things is kids really like when you have one type of toy and then like different colors and slight variations. Kids love that. It's like easy to understand or mm-hmm. something. Well, like if there's 151-ish different monsters, but most of them are just mm-hmm. a circle with a face on it. Yeah, and if or, there's a new electric mouse every time. Or like if you scratch and sniff them and they smell like strawberries. Mhm. Oh, right. scratch and sniff is the next uh the next phase for Pokémon. That's the next <laughs> thing they got to do. Oh my god, if they released a Pokédex that had scratch and sniff for every Pokémon, that would sell a billion copies. Everybody would go immediately scratch and sniff all of the poison types to be like, "Oh, what has <laughs> what bad smell does this have on it?" It reminds me of the Earthbound player manual mm-hmm. where you could scratch and sniff and, like, King Barf or whatever smelled like burnt tires. Love yes. it. Uh, I love... Actually, now I love the idea of Pokemon cards with scratch and sniff for any of the food ones, like your Alcremies or your Appletons. Oh, yes. Those sound pretty good. Yep. Grass Pokemon would smell pretty nice. Yeah, they all smell like burnt, uh, freshly cut grass. Not burnt grass. Not burnt grass. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I can't believe that the debate about which Pokemon would be the best to eat still continued after Alcremie was created, because of course. Mm-hmm. Come on, it's food. It's made of food. Some of the Pokemon... There are other Pokemon made of food, though. That's yeah, but look at how delicious Alcremie looks. I don't know. Appleton pie sounds really good, though. Yeah, but just whipped cream with different fruits in it? Oh, so good. But, like... A meat pie that's also an apple pie. <laughs> you can make that, Jeff. You can make a pork and apple pie. Yeah, I should that's make true. an Appleton pie. Yeah. See if I can get oh my, my hands God. on some yes. kind of reptile meat. Could we create a very popular YouTube series where each of us every week p- creates a different dish cr- inspired by a different Pokemon until we get through all 900 and however many? See, the thing is, that sounds great right now when we're talking about crocodile and apple pie that Jeff's going to make. But mm-hmm. when we get into, um, like, Jumpluff again, like, what? <laughs> what's that going to be? Yeah, somebody make a um, uh, Bidoof f- food. <laughs> Bafood. Yep. Uh, come on, nothing? Guinea pigs and pop rocks for all of the electric mouse. Bafood is pretty good. That's alright. Uh, Gigantamax Alcremie is just a wedding cake, so... Yeah, I love that. You might be it. right. Oh, it's so yeah. good. 
Yeah, it's the best. Of course. Like, I've literally never looked at a Pokemon and wanted to eat it except for Alcrami. I... And every time I look at it, I'm like, I wish that was real. I wish someone would make a food that it was just the Alcrami. Like, it looked like an Alcrami and was made of whipped cream and fruit. And I would eat it See, all the time. <laughs> I thought it was uh, made of meringue rather than yeah, whipped cream. Maybe. But you do that spinning around thing to make it, which That's makes true. you think it's whipped cream. Nursery right? also looks delicious. I'm so... One? The one that Alchemy evolves from. Oh, Nursery, yeah. that little uh, splat of cream. Yeah. Uh, I'm <laughs> so curious about uh, what a slowpoke tail tastes like, because they are yes. some, they're like a forbidden fruit. It's like shark fin soup <laughs> of the Pokemon world. Uh, you want to eat the... That's like wanting to eat an Ortolan. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know what what sin is so great about the like what what tastes so good about the slowpoke tail that it would make organized crime run a whole ring about it. Oh, so, Ortolan, what's the bird? Yeah, Ortolan right. is the one where you have to cover your head with a napkin so God can't see you eating it. Yeah, <laughs> but I think you're right, Jeff. I'm imagining slowpoke tail is like pork belly in that mm. they don't move around and it's fatty, so it's like a lot of fat through the meat and it'll be delicious i think as a kid i imagined it as jerky yeah um that seems bad that seems like it wouldn't be what you would want out of fresh meat. it definitely makes more sense as uh as like a a pork belly type of treat i mean mm, delicious oxtail is right there and it's delicious yeah. Yeah. yes it's a lot so, of muscle though yeah well i i do think that the slowpoke would be a fatty muscly sort of deal that's the dream, being a fatty muscle guy. Yeah, yeah, mm, man. <laughs> I think I already am. That's what I want. I don't have the muscles. I've got the fattiness down. I just need to build up the muscles under it so I can be a yeah, real hunkster. Yeah, just hunk like stare. they said, um, I know you hate uh, It's Always Sunny, but that was <laughs> what Mac did, where he got really fat and then got really cut because yeah. he had to add the weight and then turn it into muscle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just, I have to, I have an MRI this month for my weird hip and back uh, that seems to have evolved into a weird shoulder that makes my arm a little numb. Uh, so we'll see but after that. But if you that. evolve it one more time, it'll turn into a dragon. Yeah. It'll be worth all of the leveling up I've done. <laughs> uh, how to determine bandwidth and baud rate. Like, come on, guys. There's so many ways to do that. Why are you on the one site on the internet that doesn't do that for you? How do you do it, then? Tough guy? Yeah, Matt. Uh, speed, speedtest.org is the easiest one. All right, fair enough. <clears throat> oh, there's a uh, determine bicycle size. Get get on it. Get on yeah, how measure, would you? I guess. <laughs> The thing is, how do you know? Like, golf clubs or whatever you're using, if you're, like, trying to determine the size of a piece of equipment for your body size, how do you tell when it feels right when you don't know what you're doing? Mm, uh, it's in your, it's in his kiss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It's in his arms, or? Uh, nope. nope. That's oh. his, his charm. Oh, okay. That's his, yeah, no, wait, hold on. Is it in his arms? Yeah. That's just his yeah. charm, right? No, no. Is it in his in his warm embrace? No, that's just his arms. All yes, right, that's right. the way it is. <laughs> yeah, his arms are just in his warm embrace. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, he doesn't use the rest of his body when he embraces you. He holds you kind of out at arm's length and just squeezes you from side to side. <laughs> like holding up a cat that's gotten into <laughs> yes. dirt. This is... This is a simil This one feels similarly uh, reddity. Uh, how to determine confidence level? 
Oh. Like, how do I tell by looking if someone's got that Sigma male grind set? Are they re- naked in public? Because that's very confident, I'd say. It reminds me of all of the, like, uh, fake fights that 11-year-olds come up with on the internet where they're like, yeah, but Spider-Man has a jump of 16. Yeah. And you're like, 16 what's out of what? Who would who would win in a fight between Superman and blah, 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 blah? Like, come on. We, we know that they wouldn't fight if a story was written about them. So who cares? I mean, <laughs> They'd be best friends. <laughs> that's fine, but completely unrelated to the thing that I was saying. Right. I, you know, I, I think that's that unless you're saying determining, power, determining power levels of fictional <laughs> characters is pointless. Yeah. I'm just saying, unless there's a unit of measure for a thing, exactly. a- assigning a value to it doesn't make any sense. I was thinking about how, uh, in temperature, like, 50 degrees is not twice as warm as 25 degrees. But, yeah. if you're measuring in Kelvin, it is. <laughs> Kelvin is an, is an absolute measure, so 2 degrees is double <laughs> 1 degree Kelvin. See, yeah. I always like the idea, and I've mentioned it before, that the Celsius uh, system is based on water, yeah. and the Fahrenheit system is based on humans. Yeah, that's how I think about it too. Because like zero to one hundred Fahrenheit, zero to one hundred Fahrenheit is like about what you can deal with without uh, rapidly dying as a human, yeah. and zero to one hundred is freeze, uh, yeah, freezing to boiling for water in Celsius. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it works. So your confidence level should be like 69 degrees. Nice. Nice. I do like the idea that somebody would be like, I'm confident, but am I confident enough? I need to check my confidence level, which means you're not confident enough. You've already, you've torpedoed your efforts from the beginning. It should be just a website that tells you you failed when you go there. Mm -hmm. You have to be looking... Uh, in the mirror as you enter the room before it fully loads in, and then uh, your confidence meter will uh, clip through its layer of invisibility, and you'll be able to see it floating above your head mm-hmm. in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like that's a sim. Is that what the sims do? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I like how to determine breast augmentation size, because... There are two ways that this could go, and one of them is very bad, which is you trying to figure out if somebody else has augmented breasts. I'm not interested in that. Mm -hmm. I do like the idea of you being like, I want to augment my breasts. How big is too big? Yeah. The thing is, though, if you're, like, in the process, the surgeon will probably give you some uh, falsies to wear around and see how you feel about it. I don't trust the medical establishment. okay. They're just trying to, to... uh, contain my uh, huge my breasts. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> they want to hide my breasts under a bushel. <laughs> what if you made your own with water balloons? Mm, like a real Bugs Bunny might do. Exactly. <clears throat> yep, that's the way to go. Water balloons would be so heavy. Yes. I guess that would be a realistic simulation of how heavy breasts are, though, huh? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. A better way. I guess Jello, maybe? No, like, sacks what? full of lard. <laughs> I mean, technically, yes. What about what about that ballistic gel they use to test there cheating we go. Yeah, the, the uh, buster gel that they used on Mythbusters to make buster out yeah. of. There yeah. you go. Or you could just get a dead pig and carve some breasts <laughs> on it. Jesus yeah, God. no, that works. If you want to have like oh, a real God. saw vibe to your augmentation. Uh. <laughs> 
I do love the idea of going on a date and getting hot and heavy with somebody and then they take your bra off and two giant bloody hunks of meat fall out. Oh my god. I don't you like, like that. that idea, you I don't say? like that at all, actually. Yeah, I don't In fact, like it I dislike it. I'm taking a strong stance against. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, like like confidence level, determined concentration, that doesn't have the um, social baggage, but also, think, how do I you think this, do that? I think this might be a chemistry thing. That would make sense. Yeah, if, like, but there's if a few of those on here, like, how to determine bond length. Like, I think there's some people doing their physics homework on here. Yeah. <clears throat> how to determine compression ratio. Oh, no, that, that be might an be audio. a computer science thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, how to determine conception? Um, you'll find out eventually, right? <laughs> Joseph, <laughs> like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt kicks you into a bathtub. <laughs> there we go. That's how you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Uh, if you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. And please uh, tell your friends about the show so we can continue to grow. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod. Or you can join our Discord to talk to us directly. And um, if you want to do that, just send us a message on Mastodon to get an invite. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. I'm also available online. You can find all of my stuff at weaponizedlanguage.com, where you have not downloaded this show because you probably just have it in iTunes or whatever. Yep, and you can talk to me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to the show. Please come back next week. In the meantime, please don't forget that you can fuck up on the internet in so many ways. Mm, I don't know if other people are going to be into it. Eat your donuts. (laughs) 